Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Let's Go with Julio podcast. I'm a tech marketer turned leadership coach on a mission to educate, inspire, and empower you to unlock your best, most authentic self as a leader. If you're ready to confront the hard things getting in the way of your success in a way that's real and honest and loving, then you're in the right place because you can and you will. Let's go. Today, we're talking about artificial intelligence. What has motivated this, of course, is all of the news around AI, but I was just for the past two weeks doing some business travel, and I was working with some extraordinary leaders in tech in Silicon Valley who are literally doing cutting-edge AI work, have been for the past several years, and getting to spend time deep in the trenches with clients thinking about how we're going to build this technology and scale it has prompted me to want to share my thoughts around what I see uh, as the potential and the promise and the problems and specifically how it relates to you as a leader and what you should be thinking about if you're listening to this, trying to understand how to leverage AI in your life, whether you want to even take any time to invest and to learn the skill and the tool, whether, you know, are you just hiding under a rock and hoping that it's going to go away? Or are you full throttle and really making the most of it? Or are you somewhere in between? And so I'm, I'm trying to speak to that spectrum and share a little bit of my thoughts on it and my reflections on it. And I want to offer an alternative AI idea, awareness intelligence. This is a phrase that I'm like really into right now and coining. I keep thinking that what I'm trying to do is the other AI. How can I use my energy and life and this podcast in service of helping leaders like you become a more aware individual, a more conscious individual? How can you cultivate the intelligence of self-awareness? Because what I think we really all need in order to be successful embracing this new technology is awareness intelligence. We just need to be aware of ourselves and our behaviors and our emotions and our feelings towards the world and, and all of this stuff, all of this new technology, right? If we have fears coming up for ourselves over it, let's just be aware of it and work through the fear and figure out what's really going on here. There's a lot of hysteria in the world and we're meeting hysteria with more hysteria and we're all becoming hysterical. I think the other AI, awareness intelligence, is kind of an interesting idea around how do we get aware and become intelligent in our awareness so that we're not all over the place and dysregulated, but we're making decisions and we're choosing to believe thoughts that are in line with a grounded, centered space. So we're going to talk artificial intelligence, and we're also going to talk awareness intelligence. I'm going to share a little bit about what I've been up to the past two weeks. I spent my first week in San Francisco. I was at the Wisdom 2.0 conference, a mindfulness and technology conference. So that was one data point, getting some signals from the practitioners and therapists and yoga teachers and meditators and coaches and all the different types of people who were at this conference to get their perspective around the concerns and the worry over AI. On the final night, Jack Cornfield, who's a very highly regarded meditator, was interviewing Sam Altman. 
one of the founders of OpenAI, of course, and the man responsible behind the team that created ChatGBT. And I happen to know Sam. We've known each other for 13 years. We met at a dinner in New York on the Upper West Side at a, a gay tech social dinner. And we became good friends. In fact, I was with him that week in San Francisco. I stayed with him. I had the pleasure of, of reconnecting and seeing him, of course, and seeing him present at the conference. And, you know, Jack Cornfield said on stage, Sam is a servant leader with a pure heart, an open heart. And I just, I just need to plus one that, you know, I need to affirm that here for those of you who are listening, who are concerned about AI. If there were ever an individual in the tech industry who was at the helm of this and using his energy to move the team and the technology in a direction that will help humanity, not hurt humanity, it's Sam Altman. And he is the guy that we want. From the beginning, this man has been an inspiration to me and such a kind and loving friend and an accepting friend and a present friend and an open friend and a curious friend. And he is no doubt, as Jack says, a servant leader with an open heart. And you can feel the energy of that when, when you listen to him or see him in the room or engage with him. You can feel the energy of that. And that is the energy we need when we're making these difficult decisions because the energy of that is from a centered, grounded, connected place. The following week, I was at a coach's conference doing a lot of leadership work, a lot of inner work, a lot of development work, a lot of connecting. And and of course, we have coaches from all over the world, and so I'm hearing stories about how they're serving their clients, and they're, they're serving leaders up and down the ladder, across categories, across industries, all over. And there is this thread of what's AI going to do, and how is AI going to impact my identity, and concern over job loss, and concern over fakes, and so on and so forth. And so I'm, I'm feeling the energy of this uncertainty amongst the group of coaches as they talk about the struggles they're dealing with with their clients, but also even as business owners, as practitioners, how they are going to use AI and what the impact of AI will be on a coach and the coaching business. And then the last thing was, you know, seeing on the news today that Meta is doing another round of layoffs. I mean, we're talking hundreds of thousands of people who have been laid off this is a worrying signal for people. Uh, it's a visual, visible, real signal from the tech industry that generative AI will play a role in replacing some of these roles, no doubt about it. There's a lot of shame around this. People are quiet about it. And that's not even including the anxiety and energy around the people who are still at the company. Because mind you, those who, who survived have survivor's guilt. I know what that feels like. You have survivor's guilt, and then you're worried about the future of your job, and then you've got all these emotions, and then you move into sort of maintenance mode where you're just getting by and playing minimum viable, and who wants to live like that? And it begs the question, what about the other AI? Awareness intelligence. How can we become really aware of what's really going on here and how it impacts us? and our jobs, and our life, in society, and culture. First of all, none of this is a surprise, okay? You, if you have watched Star Wars, if you have watched Star Trek, you know, we've been talking about AI and imagining and visioning what this thing could be in our lives for a long time. So none of this is actually a surprise to us. In fact, OpenAI, mind you, is seven years old, and that's since its founding. They were thinking about it before then, right? So for seven years, they have been working on this. When I worked at Lyft on autonomous vehicles on the marketing team, 
I was in cars all the time without drivers trying to figure out how do we navigate and message and communicate what it feels like to be in a vehicle without a driver. I have been seeing, wow, the impact that AI can play in changing basic elements of society, like getting in a car or getting from A to B in a car. So, but, but none of this is a surprise. We've been working on this for a while. I think ChatGBT came out with such growth and such volume that it has caught people's attention. But I just want to be really clear and put some of you at ease because I know we are worried that it's moving so fast. We keep saying it's moving so fast. But I also want to just remind you that none of this is a surprise. We have been working on this for a while. The, the industry has been working on this a while. That said, this is going to be a big shift. This will be the biggest shift in our lifetime, I think. I think this makes the introduction of iPhone, it will make it seem trivial. When we really look at AI and generative AI and the role that it will play in our lives in the next decade, it will be transformative, unlike anything we've ever seen. That's part of the reason why Sam Altman is out there doing the roadshow and why OpenAI and, and the team there intentionally chose to push this out into the world so that we can see what's possible while it's still early enough and it would catalyze conversations that are required to create the policies and put the regulations and the systems in place so that we can introduce this technology to the world at scale in a way that minimizes harm. And the truth is, is AI won't take your job. People who use AI will. That's really important here for those of you, because I know this discussion gets thrown around a lot of, oh my God, is AI going to take my job? Is AI going to take my job? If you sit around and resist AI, if you intentionally go out of your way to avoid learning it and understanding it, then you put yourself in a vulnerable position over time as people in your role who understand how to use the tool as a superpower end up overtaking you in some way, shape, or form. I think it's going to make extraordinary, smart, talented people even more efficient and talented and extraordinary and smart because it's a tool. You can either use the tool or you can get used by the tool. And I think the unlock here is to recognize that AI is going to bake itself into all kinds of things. And the opportunity for you as you grow into the best version of yourself over the next decade is think about with your work, what is the role that AI can play in enhancing your work? Can it save you time? Can it lower the bar to writing? Can it help aid you in educating yourself on something that you need to get to the next step? How can you leverage the tool and use it in service of making you better and up-leveling you and making you more effective or more efficient? Um, at least that's kind of how I'm thinking about it right now. And I really do believe that that's the case. I mean, how many of you wouldn't be able to use a computer today to get your work done? Probably few of you. I mean, you embraced it. How many people said, oh, I don't, I'm going to stick to the flip phone. I mean, how's that working out for you? The flip phone. We're, we're in a world where technology adoption is cyclic and predictable. We know that this is going to happen. And so I would invite you to use this as an opportunity to find a way to get curious and to learn and to grow. 
That's what I mean by awareness intelligence. How aware are you of your emotions towards this new technology? Do you feel resistance? And if you do, how might you go inwards and get curious about that resistance? What is the resistance that you're feeling to AI? Of course, there are the outward things. I'm worried about deep fakes or this, that, and the other. But go inwards for a moment. What is the resistance for you to resist adopting it or be getting curious about it or playing with it? I think that there's work to do there for leaders because I think mediocre managers are in trouble. I think mediocre managers who are just trying to meet spec and check boxes and push papers, I mean, AI is going to be able to do that. I think what we need are leaders. And I was listening to Scott and Kara, the Pivot podcast, one of my favorite podcasts. I love them, by the way. Scott's an NYU professor of Stern Marketing School, and I, I did a lot of classes there. And Kara, she's done so much for the LGBTQ plus community, particularly in tech. In fact, she advised us on starting out in tech back in 2012. And Megan Smith, who worked at Google and then was the CTO of the White House, was a mentor of mine at Google. And those two women have been such powerful forces in the industry and have both mentioned this, which is that mediocre work and skills are going to become a struggle because AI will do those tasks really well. And so where does self-awareness play into this yet again? How aware are you of your skill set and your skill set gaps and your mindset? And what is the work that you have to do to grow yourself into the best of yourself? Because that's the game right now. Get more tools in the tool shed to sharpen those tools and get those ready so that you can deploy them and use them to be your best self. To work hard and to be successful and to do your best means having to recognize and be self-aware around where there's areas of improvement and to start working on those. Because there will become a point where if you do feel like you're in a job just getting by and you're feeling mediocre and your output is not at the percentage that you want and you're just hiding. I, I saw so many, so much of this in tech, people hiding. You know, people used to pride themselves on it. They would, you know, work 20% of the time and 80% try do the marketing and just try and brand it. And I thought, wow, this is very interesting. Those, the energy of that is going to get those people in trouble in an AI world, I think. So now's the time. Now's the time to get acquainted with the other AI. How aware are you of yourself? That means what you want, the values that you have, and in what order they are, and do you operate and live by those values? What's important to you? What are your boundaries? How self-aware are you? You know, and this is so critical because I remember watching an interview with Oprah and Brene Brown during COVID. Oprah asked a beautifully powerful question, what do leaders need right now? And we need more self-aware leaders. Just like Brene said, one million individual acts of self-awareness. That's the mission I'm on. That's what we're doing here on this podcast right now. One million individual acts of self-awareness. Every episode is made with the intention to do that and to get us towards that goal. We need self-aware leaders. 
Mediocre managers are gone in the days of AI. We need more leaders. Seth Godin does a lot of this work. He's a very famous marketer. He does a lot of work on this parallel between managers and leaders. We don't need more managers. We need more leaders. I really subscribe to that idea. I'll do an episode on that, how I define manager versus leader, because that's very interesting. But this is especially important here, and it's why I think awareness intelligence is the journey from manager to leader. Because here's the thing. When you're a leader, there is no map. There is no map, but there's a compass. There's a compass to help you wayfind and navigate where you're going to go. The world is moving so fast with AI and so much uncertainty in these technologies. There is no precedent for anything that we're doing here. You know, this is totally new territory here. So there's no map, but there's a compass. And that compass is inside yourself. It's inside all of us, each one of us. Can you feel it is the question. And if you can't feel it, I would point you towards a moment in your life where you've ever said something like, oh, you know what? That doesn't feel right. I don't think I want that. Or when you're saying yes, when you mean no, and you feel that resistance in your body that like, ugh, what's coming out of my mouth is not aligned with how I'm feeling within my body. Wherever that is, check in and feel that. That's your compass your inner wisdom, your intuition, your inner knowing, your spiritual GPS, your higher coach, whatever you call it. All those names are beautiful and different and I use them interchangeably, but whatever that is for you, find a name for that and cultivate that because that is the most important tool that you have as a heart-centered leader is to come back to your heart and come back to that energy, to be aware enough to use our awareness intelligence to calibrate the compass, to become aware to build excellence, and to create clarity in your life so that you know who you are, you know your values, you know your boundaries, you know what's important to you, such that when you engage with technology like artificial intelligence, you know how to use it as a tool and not be used by it or be scared of it or push against it and resist it or use it in a negative way. When you are grounded and you are connected to yourself and you are full of love and compassion, There is no need for you to be a destructive force. By virtue of the fact of your grace and your love, you give more of that. You recognize that what you put out, you come back. So we actually need awareness intelligence. We need to heal more people. We need to make sure that leaders who are using these technologies are using them from from a place of regulation, from a place of healing and a place of love. Okay. Thank you for taking the time to listen. I hope it's unlocked an insider two for you in terms of how you might think of using AI going forward. And let me know what questions you have, um, what you agree with, what you disagree with. You know, talk to me. Tell me what you think. Have a great day. You got this. Let's go, baby.